episode we're gonna run through um my top 50 player rankings um before we get started um because these have changed <laughs> since i um, initially put them out but i'm gonna i'm just gonna run through what i initially put out give a little uh background on these guys just try to get you to recognize um the names that you might hear uh going early in the draft on draft day um but uh yeah before i get too far into that i'm also gonna run down the uh honorable mentions so i guess um with this year's draft class like i have 45 guys that i have first round grades on and then i have like 80 guys that i have top 50 grades on so it's a really good class on paper anyway so i'm gonna run through the honorable honorable mention guys first just um because you know there's guys on this list you might go like who uh didn't make the top 50 you might go in the first round and like try to get familiar with their names so i'm gonna run through the honorable mentions first then get into the top 50 all right, so starting off the honorable mentions, we have a uh, two height, weight, speed corners from the University of Georgia. Um, tall, long guys who are super fast in uh, Tyson Campbell and Eric Stokes. Uh, Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore is a um, super dynamic athlete. Might have the best pro day out of anyone. Uh, receiver from Purdue. Um, like ran in like the four twos. Um, jumped like 42 inches. He just happens to be 5'7". <laughs> so that's the knock on him a little bit. Um, Diami Brown, dynamic receiver from North Carolina. Tutu Atwell, who is just a water bug. Super, super athletic. Crazy, crazy twitch on this guy. Receiver from Louisville. Um, the thing on Tutu Atwell, he's, he might weigh 160 pounds. Like, this guy is small. And uh, as we continue the honorable mentions, we also have Carlos Boogie Basham, uh, the D lineman from Wake Forest. And uh, we also have a Murray Rogers, the receiver, uh, who also grabs at running back during his pro day from Clemson. Sort of the shorter, um, tougher receiver who uh, might end up playing running back at the next level. I think Antonio Gibson ish. Sticking with the receivers, we also have. Uh, Tylen Wallace, who might be the best jump ball guy in this entire draft, uh, the receiver from Oklahoma State, uh, Tylen Wallace. Uh, Nico Collins, who is uh, the Michigan version of Tylen Wallace, a big body guy who can go up and get it. Uh, Trey Smith, the guard from Tennessee. Um, you could see him in the second round there. Um, Sam Cosme, the really athletic tackle from Texas. Uh, might see him in the first round, might see him in the third round. Um, good to get familiar with him. Uh, the two DBs from Central Florida, Aaron Robinson, the Alabama transfer who's a corner. Richie Grant, the safety. Um, get familiar with those two guys there. Uh, Javon Holland, the safety from uh, Oregon, uh, who likes to play in the nickel sometimes too. Uh, Paulson Adebo, 
Now this guy is super athletic and probably has the best ball skills of any corner in this draft. Um, if he didn't knock out of this year, there's a chance he might be up there with the Sertains and the Horns. Like, the guy just gets so many turnovers. Um, I'm pretty sure according to Pro Football Focus, he had the highest graded um, corner performance of 2019. So, uh, Paulson Adebo, keep your uh, eye out for that guy. And a couple running backs. Uh, Trey Sermon, uh, talked about him before from Ohio State. Um, powerful, fast, just a really good running back. Uh, Kylan Hill, the dynamic uh, receiving back from uh, Mississippi State. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, the Canadian kid from Oklahoma State, who, uh, if he came out last year, might have uh, had a shot at going in the second round, but he's probably a third or fourth round pick now, but uh, still quite an upside for Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, the tight end from uh, Penn State, keep an eye out for him and staying at Penn State. Um, Jason Owe. Now, I want to talk about Jason Owe because the man is an athletic freak. Um, ran in the four threes at like 260 pounds. Uh, the edge defender from Penn State. Um, tremendous, tremendous athlete off the edge. Zero sacks. So it makes him a very tough evaluation because the guy just causes so much disruption. He's such an athlete, but he doesn't finish. He doesn't get sacked. So uh, uh, it's, it's a tough guy to evaluate there. Um, and sticking with the edge rushers, Joseph Osai from Texas. Um, definitely keep an eye on him. I'm going to run back to Ohio State for a couple defenders here. So Tommy Togiai, the uh, defensive lineman. Uh, Pete Werner and Bear Browning, the linebackers. Bear Browning is probably my highest ranked out of those three guys. Um, could see him as a day two guy, uh, playmaker, playmaker at um, like Will linebacker there. Uh, Patrick Jones, the edge defender from uh, the University of Pittsburgh. Um, Quinn Miners. Uh, Quinn Miners is the funny star. Wisconsin Whitewater, uh, like Division Three. Um, Quinn Miners. Uh, posted videos of him working out and he got famous for his uh sort of ray lewis pose with his gut hanging out <laughs> anyway his workout videos were good enough he got invited to the senior bowl and he dominated the senior bowl so uh quinn miners could be a day two pick um from wisconsin whitewater uh, quinn miners is play center if i didn't mention that there um a couple alabama guys dylan moses deontay brown dylan moses the linebacker who uh, was thought to be a first-round pick, but had a a big injury and then a less-than-stellar 2020, so uh, probably a day-two pick now. Uh, Deontay Brown, the massive, massive guard from Alabama. Good um, out for him. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge, super, uh, super, super good receiver from Central Michigan. Keep an eye out for that guy. That guy just makes plays. Uh, Sean Wade. A corner from Ohio State who was thought to be a first-round pick until he got just his ass whooped by Deon, uh, by Devontae Smith. Um, just absolutely put on a poster. Um, and now uh, Sean Wade looks to be maybe a third-round pick, but you never know. Uh, he does some, some skills, so definitely a name to pay attention to. And then Dylan Raddins, or Raddins, the um, tackle from North Dakota State. Trey Lance's left tackle. Uh, I've seen mocks where some people have him in the first round. Some people think you can get him in the third. So uh, that's my honorable mention list uh, before I get into the top 50. So uh, if you want to just jot those names down or keep them in the back of your mind uh, and get familiar with them. Uh, yeah, those are the honorable mentions. 
All right, so the uh, top 50 list, uh, starting at number 50, we have Liam Eichenberg, the uh, tackle from Notre Dame. Uh, very good pass protector. Uh, you know, Brian Kelly coaches him well up at Notre Dame. Uh, my pro comparison I had for him was Jake Matthews. Um, not going to overpower you in the run game, but just a solid pass protector who could be a uh, good starter at left tackle for the next 8 to 10 years. Um, I don't see him as like an elite dominant player, but a very good player. And uh, number 50, Liam Eichenberg. Up at 49, we have Kelvin Joseph, the corner from Kentucky. Um, my pro comparison for him is Darius Slay. Um, long enough, like six foot, six one ish. Um, a little skinny, but uh, makes great plays on the ball. Can lock it down a little bit. Uh, probably the only corner I've seen have any success against Devontae Smith. Um, and that does carry some weight there. So, uh, Kelvin Joseph is uh, player number 49. Uh, 48, Wyatt Davis, the guard from Ohio State. Um, my pro comparison for him is Trey Turner, the longtime guard for the Panthers who played for the Chargers last year. Currently free agent. Um, you know, he's a better athlete than you think at 315 pounds. Um, he's an absolute finisher in the run game and doesn't really get beat in the pass game either. Uh, guards just usually don't go that high. So Wyatt Davis is player 48. Uh, player 47, Walker Little, the tackle from Stanford. Um, Little's an interesting player because um, he would have been a couple years ago projected to be like potentially the top tackle off the board, you know, up there with Sewell and Slater. However, um, he missed most of 2019 due to injury. I think he only played one game and then he opted out of 2020. So really haven't seen him play since 2018 so uh that's the knock on little is just uh he hasn't pl really played football in two years so uh that's the biggest thing for him my uh, pro comparison that i had for a walker little was uh mike mcglinchy so that's uh the tackle for the 49ers so that's a type of player he is but um yeah so that's both short of the rub on little it just hasn't played um, James Hudson, player 46. Um, I pro-comped him to Tron Armstead, which might be a bit of a lofty comp, but um, the former D-lineman is just super athletic. And he just um, he has so much potential. And I comped him to Tron Armstead just for the sheer athleticism. Um, could be a steal for someone, you know, as he learns how to play his position more, but uh, just based off pure traits, uh, James Hudson is my 46th player. Uh, Ronnie Perkins, my 45th player, um, the edge defender from Oklahoma. Uh, so Ronnie Perkins, is, uh, my pro comp for him is Frank Clark. So the thing you hear with Ronnie Perkins all the time is heavy hands. Um, the guy is just really, really powerful with his hands when he's rushing off the edge. Um, you know, Perkins, uh, he had some off-the-field issues. He had a, quite a lengthy suspension. So, uh, you know, teams will need to check that out. But... Um, he is my 45th overall player. Uh, 44, Zabin Collins. Uh, my pro comp for Zabin is Leighton Vander Esch. And, uh, and Zabin's really interesting because he's so big. I think I've talked about him before, but he's such a big linebacker uh, that a lot of people want to bring him off the edge. And, I mean, he can do that a little bit, but he is at his best as an off-the-ball linebacker. He's very good in coverage as well. Um 
but he just happens to be like 6'3", 260. So uh, guys don't really want to play him at off the ball linebacker. So, you know, we'll see what um, see what happens with him. But, uh, like, I'm a big fan of Zayvon Collins, and I think you leave him at off the ball linebacker, and uh, he can just be a big guy similar to Leighton Vanderash. Uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. is my 43rd overall player. Uh, my pro comp firm is Michael Gallup. So, uh, you know, uh, Terrence Marshall's always played in Jamar Chase's shadow, Justin Jefferson's shadow, but he's a very good player in his own right. You know, he's faster than people think. He's a bit of a bigger body with good hands, runs good routes. Um, you know, if uh, there weren't such deep receiver classes lately, you know, he'd probably be a first-round pick, and he still has a chance to sneak into the back of the first round, I think. 42 is one of my favorite players in this draft, and um, – you know, when I did these rankings, it was probably about a week, 10 days ago now. And if I redid them, uh, this player would probably be in my top 25 now. Uh, the fastest riser of this year's draft. And that is Jamin Davis, a linebacker from Kentucky. Uh, my pro comparison to him is uh, very dear to me and Darius Leonard. <laughs> and what it is, just like a slightly undersized linebacker who is just super fast, great in coverage, and makes plays sideline to sideline. And in today's game, that's really what you're looking for from linebackers. Um, but yeah, Jamin Davis, I think he ran like a 4-3-9-40. Just super, super fast, super athletic. If you look at him, he looks like he was built in a lab. He just makes plays all over the field. So uh, Jamin Davis, player 42. Player 41, Mr. Kyle Trask, the quarterback from Florida. Uh, my pro comp for him is Ben Roethlisberger. Trask is like 6'5", like 240. Um, doesn't move great, you know, he moves enough, but like a pocket passer with a big arm who, uh, you know, he made a lot of plays. Um, he was in the Heisman running. Um, he was a finalist. He threw a buttload of touchdowns. Um, but, you know, you saw what he looked like without his uh, playmakers, Kadarius Tony and uh, Kyle Pitts. Maybe it's not a fair evaluation to be playing a bowl game without your top targets, but um, he sucked in the bowl game. And uh, that left a bad taste in some people's mouth. And But uh, Kit can still play, and he is uh, such my 41st overall player here. Uh, number 40 is Elijah Molden, um, and I'm a bit higher on him than a lot of people are. But uh, the corner from uh, University of Washington is a strict nickel for me. So just a nickel back. He's not an outside corner. Um, he's five foot ten. Extremely physical. I pro comped him to Kenny Moore, the very good uh, uh, corner for the Colts, who plays almost exclusively nickel as well. Um, and they do lots of things with them. They blitz them, you know, they mix coverages up, um, just great against the run. And he really rely reminds me a lot of Kenny Moore. So uh, Elijah Molden is player 40. And uh, someone could get a very good player here, I believe, second or third round in Elijah Molden. Player 39, Levi Musariki. And my pro comp for him is K1 Short. So uh, the interior D lineman there, uh, the longtime Carolina Panther and K1 Short. Um, just further ability to push the pocket. Like both of them are good in the run game. And, uh, you know, he'll get some sacks, but it's really just the way they can impact the pass game by pushing the pocket back on the quarterback's face. Um, and, on Wuzuriki has done that repeatedly at the University of Washington, and he is my 39th overall player. 38 is Aziz Ojalari. Uh, people are all over the board on him. Some people have him as a top 20 player. 
I am a 38 here. Uh, my pro comp form is Vic Beasley. Um, so just super quick off the edge, but he just doesn't have a second move. Like he has the speed rush with a little rip, and that's it. And it's a very effective move, but, um, you know, you pick up on that, and it's over for him. So, uh, yeah, that's Aziz Ojolari, the edge player from Georgia. Uh, the next player is Alex Leatherwood, uh, player 37, the tackle from Alabama. The Outland Trophy winner as uh, the best lineman in the nation. Uh, Leatherwood is uh, the left tackle from the nation's best offensive line. Um, he can play all up and down the line. Um, he's just not a truly special athlete, so that uh, puts him a bit behind Sewell Slater and these top guys. But you know what? I really like uh, Leatherwood, and I think he'd be great. You know, you could definitely get by with him at left tackle. He'd probably be an elite right tackle. Uh, he can even kick into guard. Uh, my pro con form is Dwayne Brown. So that's Alex Leatherwood, player 37, the tackle from Alabama. Player 36, Elijah Moore. The dynamic playmaker from Ole Miss. Again, another small receiver who, if he was 6'1", would probably be a top 20 pick. But, um, again, I think he's about 5'9", and uh, that's where we are. But um, every time you look, Elijah Moore just making plays, plays, plays everywhere in the SEC. Um, he gave Alabama fits, and uh, that's saying something. And my pro comp for Elijah Moore is Percy Harvin. Uh, so, like, stay on the lookout for that guy. Um, could be a very dynamic playmaker at the next level. My 35th player is Creed Humphrey, the center from Oklahoma. My pro comp for him is Ryan Kelly, the center for the Colts. Um, it's a very athletic center who is uh, a true technician. He's plenty strong. Um, just going to be a guy who's going to be a very good starter for 8 to 10 years there. So, 35, uh, Creed Humphrey, the center from Oklahoma. 34 is Rashad Bateman, the receiver from the University of Minnesota. Uh, pro him to Devontae Parker. Uh, Bateman's a little bigger than a lot of the receivers in this draft. Um, you know, he still runs very, very fast. He's got great hands, uh, good route runner. Uh, my pro comp as Devontae Parker, I just feel like, um, you know, there's a lot of potential there. Whether he achieves it, uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, Rashad Bateman. Player number 34 for me. Uh, player number 33, Joe Tryon, the uh, edge rusher from uh, University of Washington. Um, my pro comp form is Carlos Dunlap because I just think he's going to be a very consistently good player uh, for a long time. Not necessarily elite, but just really good for a long time. I don't think he's ever going to be a 15 sack player, but. I just think he's going to be um, an 8-10 to 10 sack player who plays the run really well for a long time. Um, my number 32nd overall player, Jalen Mayfield. Um, the tackle for Michigan. My pro comp for him is Jack Conklin. Uh, might be the best run blocker, run blocker in the entire draft. Um, still leaves a little bit to be desired in the passing game, but a guy just gets it done in the run game. And, like, he can hold his own in the passing game enough that he's probably a first-round pick. Um, but, yeah, the guy is just uh, for a team like uh, a Baltimore who wants to really run the ball, someone like that. Tennessee just would be a perfect fit there. Um, just uh, a guy who just bullies people off the, off the line of scrimmage. My 31st overall player is Michael Carter, 
the running back from the University of North Carolina, one of the two running backs for the University of North Carolina, my top 50. Uh, my pro comp for Carter's Philip Lindsay, uh, a smaller, quicker back, uh, but just who just doesn't back down from contact. You know, he uh, um, has short man syndrome where he just wants to uh, prove that he can play with everyone who's bigger than him. So uh, Michael Carter, the dynamic running back, um, he's your 31st overall player. At number 30, Christian Barmore, the interior D lineman from Alabama. Um, my pro comp for him is Sheldon Rankins. So, you know, going to come in weighing about 315, uh, give you some situational pass rush. He'll be a rotational player on uh, pass rush downs and a very good run stopper. Um, you just you don't really pay a premium for guys who are only rotational guys. So uh, that's why he's number 30, but his, his abilities would make him a top 20 player. So it's Christian Barmore. Player 29 for me is Quiddy Pay, the edge uh, defender from the University of Michigan. Absolute athletic freak um, with the 12 and a half sacks in uh, 2019. Thought he was going to be a top 10 pick, and then he uh, had a four sack campaign in 2020. So um, if you can uh, sort of get comfortable with uh, the drop off in sacks, then he might be probably a top 15 player. But um, I'm going to leave him at 29 just for. Uh, the homework that needs to be done to figure out um, uh, what's going to work for pay. But uh, man is an absolute athletic freak. He's like 270 and going to run 4.5. And it's just, you know, he's not Miles Garrett, but those are the vibes you get a little bit sometimes. Um, my uh, pro comp for him was Tomba Howley, though, the longtime Chiefs edge rusher. Uh, my 28th player is Tevin Jenkins, uh, the right tackle from Oklahoma State, who some people think can play left tackle in the NFL. Um, you know, uh, very, very, very effective run blocker um, who doesn't get beaten past game either. My uh, pro comp for him is uh, Braden Smith, the Colts right tackle, who's about to sign a mega extension, I'm guessing, this offseason. Um Yes, I comp a lot of people to the Colts team, but <laughs> they draft very well, and they're my team, and I know them the best. So, uh, you know, that's what uh, that's what happens here. But, um, you know, uh, I think Tevin Jenkins is quickly ascending up draft boards, and uh, you're going to see him probably be a top 25 pick here. Uh, t- player 27, Landon Dickerson, the center from Alabama. My pro comp for him is Nick Mangold. I think Dickerson's just going to be a tremendously athletic and strong center for a long time. To me, he's a top 20, maybe even top 15 player in this draft. Um, he's just coming off an ACL injury. That is the only knock on him. Um, he's going to, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a perennial all pro and uh, arguably the best center in the game in a very short uh, period of time. Player 26 is a lot higher on uh, some people's boards now after his pro day. Like I said, I made this list uh, before pro days happen, so uh, I will have to update it. Uh, but whereas right now, Jalen Phillips is player 26, the edge defender for Miami. Uh, my pro comp form is Shaq Barrett because he's just such a technician off the edge. Phenomenal hands, phenomenal technique, and... Uh, we learned technique wins in this league. Like, you have to be a good athlete, but uh, technique will never fail. So, uh, Jalen Phillips, player 26. My 25th overall player is also someone who, uh, after a pro day, um, you know, 
he's probably a top 15 player now. But uh, I had him at 25 when I made this list, so we're rolling with it. That's J.C. Horn, the corner from South Carolina, who absolutely blew up his pro day. And looks like he's a probably top 20 lock right now. Uh, my pro comp for him is Kyle Fuller. You know, long physical corner who's uh, apparently super athletic as well. And uh, going to be a great ball hawk at the next level. So J.C. Horn, player 25 here. Uh, Javante Williams, player 24. Uh, pro comp for him is Nick Chubb. All ball, all business. Uh, power runner. Probably the best pass protecting back in this draft as well. Um, he's going to be starting running back for a long time in this league. And out of the other running back in North Carolina, Javante Williams. Player 23 for me, Mr. Mac Jones. Michael McCorkle Jones. Um, <laughs> my pro comp is Drew Brees. And no, I am not saying that Mac Jones is Drew Brees. My pro comps are... A similar play style, not a, not level of ability, but play style. And Mac Jones plays the game like Drew Brees. He's tremendously accurate. He is a phenomenal leader. He prepares better than anyone else, and he sees things that other people don't see. He's limited athletically compared to the other quarterbacks in this draft. Uh, doesn't mean he's a terrible athlete. He's not like Brady and Manning immobile, but he's, you know, Breeze Kirk Cousins level of mobile. So uh, that's where he's at. But his ability is uh, with his brain and uh, without a terribly strong arm as well. So uh, his processing is uh, where you're going to find uh, the value of Mac Jones there. We're here right now. He might be the number three overall pick in this draft. So, uh, you know, maybe the Drew Brees comp isn't uh, completely far-fetched. <laughs> Player 22, Greg Newsom, the corner from Northwestern. Guy demolished his pro day, super physical. Um, if you watch um, the uh, Big Ten Championship game, um, him and Justin Fields going head-to-head, Newsom won. Um, just absolutely owned Justin Fields in the Big Ten Championship game. So uh, my pro comp for him is Marlon Humphrey from the Ravens. Just an absolute shutdown guy who's great against the run. Uh, Christian Derisaw is my number 21 overall player. The tackle from Virginia Tech by uh, player comp is Taylor Luan. So super athletic, super strong. Should develop into a top-tier left tackle in the NFL. Um, and be a bookend for a long time here. So uh, that's player 20, Christian Derisaw, the tackle from Virginia Tech. Uh, player 20, Travis Etienne, the running back from Clemson. My pro comp for ETN is Jamal Charles. Um, he's a solid back between the tackles. Um, you know, he got up to 215 pounds for his pro day. Um, he just has that elite burst where he can hit the home run, and that's what makes him a special player. So uh, superb athlete with superb speed who uh, is a real home run threat at the running back position. So uh, Travis ETN, the running back from Clemson, player 20. Number 19 is Kadarius Toney, the running back from, uh, running back, uh, receiver from the University of Florida. Um, you can line him up at running back, which they did sometimes. This is just a case where the guy's dynamic with the ball in his hands. So quick, so elusive. Um, my pro comp for him is Terry McLaurin. So fast and such a deep threat. Uh, 
Um, player 19, Kadarius Tony, the receiver from Florida. At player 18, Trayvon Mulrig, the safety from TCU. Uh, my pro comparison for him is Jesse Bates, uh, the safety from the Bengals. Just a truly complete safety all around the ball. Good tackler, good ball skills. Um, just, you know, guy who's just going to be a very good player for a long time in this league. Uh, player 17, another one of my favorites here, uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, a linebacker from Notre Dame. Uh, some people think he's a big safety. Some people think he's a small linebacker. Uh, the man can do it all and do it well. He is a even probably the best special teamer in the draft, too. Um, the guy just makes plays all over the field. So fast, so physical, so athletic, phenomenal in coverage, um, and a tremendously intelligent leader. It's just like um, the guy you'd want on your team, the guy you'd want um, like in your corner on any issue, um, like the guy you'd want to be president. Like This is the guy, the leader. Uh, the pro comparison for him because of that is Jamal Adams. Um, I know, you know, Adams is safety and Arusa Cormo projects as a linebacker, but um, in this uh, age of positionless football, like, you know, a big safety and a small linebacker aren't too far off. So Jamal Adams is pro comparison for Jeremiah Arusa Cormo of the year. All right, player number 15. Um, as I've said before, my number one favorite player in this draft, Mr. Najee Harris. Uh, pro comparison is uh, Todd Gurley. So you have a true bell cow at the back. Um, fast enough, big, strong, catches the ball extremely well. It's rare for a 230-pound back to be able to run routes like a receiver, but Najee can. And as we've all seen, he also has a special hurdling ability. <laughs> uh, number 14, Elijah Vera Tucker. The uh, tackle or guard, uh, most common offensive lineman from USC. Uh, pro comparison is Brandon Sheriff. Uh, Brandon Sheriff was the left tackle coming out of Iowa, who was developed into a uh, all-pro right guard in the NFL, uh, which uh, I can definitely see for Vera Tucker. Uh, and uh, you should see him go in the top 20 and be a perennial all-pro for a long time. Number 13, I have Trey Lance. Um, my pro comp for Trey Lance uh, that I have listed is Dak Prescott, but my true uh, pro comp is RG3 before he got hurt, but I didn't want to type all that out um, when I posted it. So RG3's rookie year is um, how I truly see Trey Lance. Um, just super, super raw, but incredible athleticism, incredible arm, um, pretty good decision-making as well. He just needs... Uh, some time to sort of hone his craft there, but um, be a very special quarterback at the next level there. So Trey Lance, your number 13 overall player. Uh, number 12, I have Rashawn Slater, who is probably the cleanest prospect on the draft, meaning uh, he's almost bust-proof. Um, and when I say that, it means it's, there's no guarantee that he's going to be elite, but like um, there's almost no chance that he's a bust. Um like his floor is so high and uh, like that alone for um, teams who need offensive linemen should be enough to get them gone in the top 15 there. My number 11 player um, is projected to go number two by most people here. And that is Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU. 
Um, looking too excited about Zach Wilson is uh, he makes the crazy throws, the Patrick Mahomes-like throws. We saw one at his pro day, and uh, he truly has elite arm talent, and he's a pretty good athlete as well. Uh, probably throws the best deep ball in this draft. But the thing that kind of scares me with Wilson is, um, I mean, he showed up at a good size as pro day, so that kind of hushed a little bit of my concerns. But it's it's the um, it was the durability. Um, I'm glad he put on the weight, so that actually uh, move, would move him up my board. Um, but he uh, has had major surgery before, so um, as long as his medical's clear and everything, he should be all right. So uh, Zach Wilson, prospect number eleven. Now my number ten overall prospect is um, actually updated. He's going to take a free fall down the list a little bit. Um, Caleb Farley, the corner from Virginia Tech. So um, he's still number 10 in terms of talent, but um, the knock on Farley coming out was that he had a major injury in uh, 2019. Um, and then he opted out of 2020. And now we're hearing that he um, has gone for another surgical procedure um, the last couple weeks. So um like, just because of the medical and the unknown with Farley, um, a lot of people think he might not go to the top of the second round now, but he's still a top 10 talent. And my pro comp for Caleb Farley um, <clears throat> was Xavier Howard of the Miami Dolphins. So, uh, interesting to see what happens with Mr. Farley there. At number nine, Penny Sewell, um, a tackle from Oregon. Um, top 10 lock for a pick. Um my pro comp for him is Trent Williams. So, you know, like, this guy really brings it. Incredibly athletic, incredibly strong. Um, some people call him a generational prospect to tackle. Uh, I don't know if I'm quite there, but, uh, yeah. This guy is a tremendous all about the blind prospect and uh, snatch him up early. Number eight um, is Justin Fields. And I want you to hear it from me and hear me clearly when I say this. In my world, Justin Fields is QB2. There's no debate. There's no if. And to me, he's closer to QB1 than he is QB3. All right. So um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. But uh, Justin Fields is the guy I'm riding and dying with here. Um, Justin Fields, prospect number eight, uh, quarterback from Ohio State. Uh, my pro comparison is uh, Deshaun Watson. You know, maybe not the best name to say right now in light of the off-the-field things, but, um, yeah, just for the sheer toughness, athletic ability, and um, just sheer will to win. Um, Justin Fields is the best athlete at the quarterback position, might have the strongest arm. Um, he's been in the spotlight. He's been a leader. He's just... I am just so on board with Justin Fields, and um, if he does end up falling a little bit, some team is going to get an absolute fucking steal here. So, uh, Justin Fields, prospect number eight. Uh, prospect number seven is Jalen Waddle, and the pro comparison I have for Jalen Waddle is Tyreek Hill. And no, I'm not saying Waddle is as fast as Tyreek Hill. I'm just saying he has the best run after catch I've ever seen in a prospect as well as returnability. So the most electric guy with the ball in his hands I've seen as a draft prospect. So um, that's what Jake makes Jalen Waddle prospect number seven, the wide receiver from Alabama. Uh, number six, we're going to stick with the University of Alabama and go Patrick Sertain, the second. Uh, my pro comparison is Marshawn Lattimore. Um, you know, I've said it before. Um, 
The Brian Kelly interview sums it all the best. Brian Kelly is uh, Notre Dame's head coach for the college football playoff. They asked uh, before the game, um, point blank, uh, Brian, are you going to throw at Patrick Sertain? And uh, he flat out said, nope, we are not even going to try to target Patrick Sertain. So uh, that tells you all you need to know right there. The guy is phenomenal against the run. He can play man. He can play zone. He has he has ball skills. He's 6'2", 210. Ran a great 40. Like he just, his father was an NFL QB. He comes from the university, NFL corner, not QB. Um, he comes from the University of Alabama, coached by Nick Saban. Like, um, I can't find a hole in Patrick Sertain's game, and uh, I doubt you'll be able to as well. So, Patrick Sertain, prospect number six, corner from Alabama. Prospect number five, Devontae the Slim Reaper Smith. Um, the Heisman-winning receiver from the University of Alabama, who just continues to produce no matter what. Um, the knock on Smith is that he is uh, 6'1", 170 pounds. He's probably like the skinniest or, uh, top 10 pick you'll ever see, but you know what? The man just produces. He makes plays. He runs amazing routes, great hands. It's just the end of the story. You can analyze the size all you want, but the guy's a baller. And that's just all there is for me. Uh, my pro comparison for him is uh, Marvin Harrison, the Hall of Fame receiver. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with him. So, you know, uh, I hope you get there, too. And uh, don't let his size sway you. Prospect number four, Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. Uh, pro comparison of Bobby Wagner. Parsons is just an all-over-the-field beast. He is phenomenal in coverage. He can rush off the edge. Make play sideline to sideline at like 240 pounds. He ran a 4.3940. Like this guy just screams like seven-time All-Pro to me, and like de- defensive player of the year, all that in Parsons' future. And uh, he's probably going to be available for a little while because of the run on quarterbacks we're anticipating. So uh, someone maybe around pick like 9, 12, somewhere around there is going to get an absolute monster of a steal of a player. Micah Parsons, prospect number four. Prospect number three, Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida. Um, I could just give you the measurables and I'd probably say enough. 6'6", 246, and ran a 4440. That alone is a top 10 pick, despite the fact that he runs smooth route, crispy route, great hands. Uh, Kyle Pitts is a generational talent at tight end, the likes of which we might have not ever seen. Um, my pro comparison for him is Darren Waller, um, but honestly, he has a much higher ceiling than Waller, and uh, someone's going to get an absolute dynamic offensive weapon with Pitts, because uh, you truly can't match up against him. Prospect number two is Jamar Chase, wide receiver one all day. Um, Jamar Chase opted out of this year, and um, all that really needs to be said about him was he was the best player on an offense that had Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And he wasn't even old enough to come out yet. Um, Chase is so strong. He plays the game with such physicality that you wouldn't know he's only six foot. But the man just bullies people at the point of attack. My pro comparison is Odell Beckham uh, Jr., but that's honestly just because um, I've never seen a receiver this physical at his size. Um, 
So Jamar Chase, prospect number two. And drum roll. Prospect number one. And um, it's not even that climatic of a finale because everyone knows who it is and everyone knows the comparison. Trevor Lawrence, pro comparison, Andrew Luck. Yes, it's boring because it's just been a lock for so long now. But Trevor Lawrence is the best player in this year's draft. And uh, he's a generational talent as a quarterback. And his pro comparison is the last generational talent at quarterback to come out. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, I won't dive too much in it because you've already heard most of it. But uh, that's what I got. Trevor Lawrence, uh, your number one overall prospect. Uh, pro comparison, Andrew Luck. So uh, if you made it through all the uh, prospects here, um, I hope you learned something. And uh, I hope you... Uh, you know, uh, recognize some of these names come draft day. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, I've had uh, quite a busy uh, personal life in the last little bit, so I haven't gotten a chance to record as much, but I'm going to try to get back with a few episodes uh, as soon as possible. Um, yeah, um, just keep participating um, and keep uh, talking to me, and we'll, we'll get a few more episodes rolling, and uh, I appreciate your support as always. Thanks for listening in.